this bonus episode of Progressive Palaver, the group discusses our top 10 yes songs, plus one from the bottom. A group of lifelong friends and appreciators of music discussing the greatest progressive rock bands album by album. I'm Joe Beauclair and on this bonus episode of Progressive Palaver, I'm joined by my very good friends Paul Zotter and Tom Corcoran and in spirit Ken Gregory as we discuss our top 10 yes songs plus our worst yes song from the catalog. Gentlemen, welcome to our ongoing pandemic series of Sunday evening palavers. The theme for this evening was suggested by you, Paul, last week, I believe. So mm-hmm. the the task that you gave us and that we all agreed to was that we would each create our list of the top 10 yes songs. And we were going to use the Prague Magazine list as our control group. That's right. And additionally, each of us would then identify our choice for the worst yes song. I like it. I have to give a shout out to the people at Prague Magazine, okay? They're in the UK. I'm in West Grove, Pennsylvania. I don't think while it you know, it seems like I can get anything sent to me in West Grove, Pennsylvania, anytime I want. It seems like it's a really hard place to deliver shit to from the UK. And, you know, Prague Magazine has been impacted by the COVID-19 situation. And and so I just got this episode or this issue last week. It's Prague 107. I'm pretty sure they've got two other issues out. I remember seeing um, friend of the Palaver and host of the Yes Music podcast, Kevin Mulrine, like showing a picture of his copy of this issue like three months ago, right? <laughs> and I was like, when I saw him post that, I was like so excited because I was like, oh my gosh, every day I was going to the mailbox <laughs> looking to see if I got my issue of Frog Magazine. <laughs> and it just arrived last week. But, you know, I will say they they have been emailing me almost like, Every 10 days, alerting me to like what's happening that, you know, letting me know like this is 107. They are letting me know that issues 108 and 109 are being held for me. I have my own little apparently I have my own little like mailbox or or like area where my magazines are being held. So I just have to shout out to the folks at Prague Magazine. It's fun. Every time I get it, I'm excited and it's fun. And they did a list of top 40 yes songs polled by their readers. And I thought it's always good for us to rank things when we have some sort of basis to compare it to. And um, I mentioned Ken is here in spirit. Ken is not here in person because he has other uh, duties that are, are calling him at this point. But he did send us an email. So I have Ken Gregory's top 10 list. Spectacular as well as his worst yes song, with which I take a certain amount of umbrage. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, that may be the more the most fun part of this, uh, this e- experiment here. Um, it, it may very well be. Now, maybe I feel we should kind of go over the ground rules. Let's. A, oh. a little bit here. 
So as I described it, is exactly how I approach this. We were given no specifications on how to define our top 10 yes songs. So I personally defined this in the world of Joe, and I am willing to accept that in some sort of quantifiable abstract sense, maybe some of the songs on my list are not the quote unquote best, but this is my list of the top 10 yes songs. Additionally, one thing that I would like to point out, because um, you had asked the question, Paul, if ABWH was in play. And um, as we covered it here on the Palaver, uh, based on the the uh, official Yes website, ABWH is canon. So it was included as part of this exercise. Any other rules that I'm missing Nope, I think it's exactly the way it should be. You be you, Joe. You be you, Tom. I'll be me. Uh, sadly, you know, as I pontificated my top 10 list and I landed where I did, I was like, well, fuck, this is going to be just like everybody else's top 10 list. <laughs> but that's what it is. So let's do so, it. So for the sake of fun, how would we like to do this? Here's something interesting. Based on what I've landed with, with my top 10 and based on what I'm seeing in the Prague magazine's fan voted top 10 i have a feeling there are going to be a lot of duplications like a lot like there are probably five or six songs that if you ask any yes fan they're going to be in their top their top 10 in one way shape or form so i wonder if we should throw out a song and see where it landed if it landed in our top 10 okay how about um okay yeah I'm I'm down with that. That sounds like fun. Do you have uh, Do you have our spreadsheet going tonight, Paul? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, awesome. I do. <laughs> <laughs> we got some. We got some good. Uh, we got some good reaction on the uh, on the spreadsheet last time. I, when you I think so. That. Yeah, so, it was fun. It makes it fun. So why don't we go through the the top ten and then we'll we'll deal with the dregs at the end just for fun. Okay, sounds good. So, Paul, you want to start us off with with a song from sure. the control group list? I don't know. Well, let's let's go this. I believe that the song Awaken is going to appear on all of our top tens. So I'm going to throw Awaken out and see where it landed. Wow. Well, it, it did indeed on mine. We totally cut to the chase here, guys. I mean, that was number one on my list. Oh, yes. It was number what? one on mine, too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's an obvious number one. It is an obvious number one, unless you are the readers of Prague Magazine. Can I guess what they have number one? Guess. No, well, you can guess what they have number one, but do you want to guess where they positioned Awaken? Okay, let me guess where they positioned Awaken. Um, I'm going to say it's at like number seven. Oh, so close. Number six, Joe. Well done. <laughs> Well done. And somehow, for me, also number six on the really? list, which which I was surpri- I was shocked. I was shocked <laughs> when when I sat down to do this exercise. That was the one thing I knew. I'm like, awakens <laughs> at the top. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Joe. I, I was that was my first one on my list. And I knew it was number one. And the rest was I found rather difficult. But awaken was always number one. And it was a. 
a done deal from wow. from the, from the I was I was surprised because I probably approached this the same way, but when I sat down and actually listed them out, I just was like, wow. And and then when it ended up at number six, I couldn't believe it. And that's when I started really feeling bad about myself because I was like, oh my God, my list is so fucking obvious. It's not it's not even funny. How about Kenny G? Did Awaken make his list? Kenny G has Awaken at number eight. Eight. Always the controversial one, that Kenny G. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, if if you talk about your list or or the 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 poll list being obvious, Ken's list is anything but. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, he did. Um, he, he did. He was nice enough to give us a little blurb for each one of them. Oh, good. What did he say about Awaken? So for Awaken, he says, gentle mass touch used to sound awkward to me, but in the midst of this pandemic, pandemic, it's exactly what we need. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Tom, what are you drinking? I I forgot to ask you during the pre-show. What do you got there? Kombucha. It's uh, fermented tea. Wow. It looks delightful. It's, it's okay, it's, Paul. It is very much so. Okay. What do we got next? All right. Another one I anticipate will be in everyone's top 10 is the song And You and I. And You and I. There was about a 30 second period of time where I thought I was going to put this at the top of my list. Ooh. But in fact, it is number two. Okay. I think. I think either one of those would I, – I could have totally understood. Totally. Tom? That is not on my top ten list. Wow. That blows my mind. Not on the top ten. It is also not on Ken's top ten. It's not on Ken's top ten? I swear to you, Ken was writing the lyrics of And You and I in, in 12th grade physics class. On like the back of his notebook. Did you guys ever do any physics in physics Dude, class? We did nothing in physics <laughs> class. <laughs> that class single-handedly negated my my potential for ever going into anything in the sciences. We should we should ask you know someone who's got way too much time on their hands to 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 give us a running tally of the number of times you and Ken have mentioned not doing physics in physics class during one of our episodes. My guess is there's probably eight episodes where you guys talk about that. It could be. To be fair, well, it was a very formidable time. And to be fair, when we were sitting around the wave pools watching, I thought we thought we were doing physics at the time. Okay. And, and, um, and that's that's acceptable. We were just We were just thrilled that you could be doing physics while talking about music, things like that. Hmm. Yeah. Outstanding. Okay. Um, for me and you and I ooh, came in at number four. Also surprised me as I went through in my journey through this. But um, and you and I over time has just it's it's just one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. Whether it's on the record, whether it's live, I don't think I've ever heard a live performance where I've been like, yeah, that wasn't great. Like. Every time I've seen a live performance of And You and I, I think that's the greatest performance I've ever heard of it. It's an epic song. 
I, I, I like the way you described it as just a beautiful song. It, it's one of those things where, you know, it's not it's not one of the obvious ones. And being on close to the edge, it's even sort of more not obvious. There were, and I don't remember exactly when it was in my life that I, quote unquote, discovered the beauty that was and you and I. But but much like you, ever since I had that moment. I'm just fixated on this song and you're right. Every time I hear it in any form, it's just delightful. You know, I, I have to say, um, not to give this away, but as I have to say it now as an explanation, I have the other two songs. I say there's really only, you know, two listed, uh, three listed songs on close to the edge. Right. Um, not including the, the sub. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. So, I have you the have, other two, and some... I think out of guilt, I was like, "Well, I can't have, I can't put all three from one album." <laughs> that I, to me, that was kind of obvious. So I yeah, sort of no, just skipped so... the second one because I wanted to well, give some love. I wanted to give wow. some love to the other albums, but I mean, this is a good one. But I guess so. My thought process was to sort of <laughs> to, to, to sort of spread the wealth a little bit. This is a good one. <laughs> I don't know why I find that funny. That's good. So, Tom, that's it's funny that you said that because I, I do think that that many many I think we've talked about. Um, I don't know. Did we ever talk about Close to the Edge being the best Yes album of of them all? Because I know that a lot of people feel that way. It, yeah. I, I mean, how I, I think that would be difficult to argue against it. Um, hey, bad news. I forgot to start recording. Tom, are you recording by any chance? I am. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm not going to bother that. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. I always have your back, I, Joe. I always have your back. I, I, just, I, I flaked out because normally I don't start because I never know how long the pre-show is going to go. So I, I figured I tried to save myself some some buffer time. Yeah, we're, we're, just, we're already 41 minutes into this. <laughs> so, so, Tom, you you like Siberian Katru. That's I mean, that's that's fine. I get it. It's on my list. Absolutely. Oh, there yeah. you go. And Tom, the readers of Prague Rock magazine or Prague magazine. um they did not show the same restraint as you. They put all three tracks from Close to the Edge in their top ten. Can, can I speak quickly about how I put this list together? Please. <laughs> Please do, Joe. <laughs> Is everybody I, I, drunk right now? I just want to <laughs> I, I literally started at the debut album on the wikis, and I, I just I looked at every track listing. And I, and I looked at it and I said, do any of these need to be on the list? And if they were, I put them on my list. And then I went to the next one. I went through the entire freaking catalog that way. I wound up with my initial pass through with a list of tracks that was, I believe, 28 songs long that I then had to massage and cull out and everything else. And... Um, you know, much like you, Tom, you know, you wanted to share the love and, and sort of be balanced um, with regards to that. But I just I just wanted to share that. Can I ask for the next song off the uh, the list? Yeah, please do. But before you do, I just want to say that 28 song list, I would like a playlist of that of that. List would of you? Yeah, I would. OK, OK, uh, I can I can provide you that list. 
I am perversely curious, perversely curious to see where Own Over Lonely Heart shows up. Hmm. Uh, Owner of a Lonely Heart did not permeate my top 10. Not yours. The Prague Magazine. Oh. Tom, did you have it on your, your top 10? Nope. That's not to say that I don't love the song. but Owner of a Lonely Heart came in at number 13. Really? Okay. Yeah. It's just beating out Wondrous Stories for the 13th spot and falling one short of South Side of the Sky at number 12. Interesting. See, I I put it on my list because I felt obligated. We Ooh. spent 40 fucking minutes talking about this song. We did. And <laughs> in a phenomenal song, but top 10? Come on. Well, I mean, in terms of, like I said, I struggled with it. I, I struggled with, with that and, and another song a lot. I, owner, I didn't necessarily want on my list. Um, the other song I wanted on my list, and it was much higher in the beginning, and it kept getting pushed down. And I'm like, fuck, fuck, I got to I gotta keep it on here. I have to keep it. Fuck, I can't. Oh, shit. When, when you're talking about a list of 28 songs, I mean, they're all fucking phenomenal, right? You, you know, not making the top 10 is not a damnation in any way, shape, for or sure, form. For sure, for sure. But that's interesting that, that it didn't um, – but I guess if you're going to subscribe to Prague Magazine, you are probably of the more classic ilk of a guest fan, I would guess. There is a fair smattering of Trevor Rabin, uh, yes. I mean, there are, there are just a couple of surprises on the list. But but there's no I mean, Trevor in the top 10 on, on the control group, I'm imagining, if, if owner didn't make it in there. Well, there is on my list, just so you know. There is not on the Prague magazine list. So, Joe, where did you end up putting Owner of a Lonely Heart? It is at number seven on my list. Wow, it even made it to seven. Wow. It's just funny that we go through this and and there's a sense of obligation that you have to putting to putting a song on a list. <laughs> you were saying, Tom? I find that interesting because, I mean, even on 90125, commercially, there aren't any bigger successes than Owner. But, I mean, there are some, some better crafted songs on there than, than Owner. Well, and, and that goes back to this whole thing. Like I said, there are some, some songs that are quantifiably better. But given, given the amount of... Effort that went into constructing Lonely or Owner of a Lonely Heart, I just felt it deserved that sort of bit of recognition because we all know where it started. We all, I mean, again, we spent 40 minutes talking about it, how it wound up where it did. And and it was a true group effort to get it there. And that's including Trevor Horn doing all the things that, mm-hmm. that he did. And so that's why I put it where I did. So quick question for you, Joe, because I know – I know another song from 90125, which is near and dear uh, to you, is Hearts. Did that song end up on your top 10? That was the one that kept falling down on my list. Hmm. It it started out at five. Wow. And it, it wound up at number eight. Okay. All right. So it made it the top 10. That's good. Oh, yeah. I, I was not going to take it off. I would have taken off Owner before I took that one off. Wow. Because wow. I, I, 
Hearts to me, you know, Hearts to me falls into the fundamentally beautiful song category of And You and I, Mm -hmm. and it is probably as close to a classic Yes song as Trevor Yes ever did. Mm. So it has... It, it has so much in there, and it, it's one of those songs that, like, when I when I hear that song, I am physically moved every time. Mm. Um, and and you know, again, at the Yes Fifty thing, when we rolled into the the fan fest, you know, kind of late, and TMR was already into into Hearts. We walked in and I was getting antsy to clear security because I needed to be in that room when I heard that song play. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So, yeah, when um, when Total Master Tain w- were in Kennett Square and we were hanging out with them uh, the afternoon before the show, you know, we're hanging out with Joel, chatting with him and, and we were talking about bass and I was talking about my 12 string and he was like, oh, I brought my eight string. He's like, I don't think I'm going to use it tonight. And he uh, he pulled it out and he had the eight string. Normally, the eight string bass is just tuned at octaves, but he tunes the the bottom two strings at on at perfect fifths because that's how Chris Squire gets that uh, bass bass sound. It's the perfect fifth harmony. And he like, of course, you know, Joel's bass is left handed, so he pulls it out and he was like, "Yeah," and I tune it like this for hearts, and he starts playing it, and it was just like mind blown right there in my family room. Listening to Joel play hearts on uh, on the bass. That's awesome. That's awesome. That is awesome. I will say that um, neither one of those songs made it onto Ken's list. Okay. It did not uh, – neither one of those made it to mine either, although I did pontificate quite a bit. I mean when you hear how ridiculously obvious some of my songs are, you'll, you'll understand. But it did not quite make the top ten. Tom, did uh, anything from uh, 90125? Yes. Uh, hit your list. Yes, I have Leave It at number four. Ooh, nice number one. Number four. I love that song. That song is such an innovative way to do like a pop rock song. I mean, with the harmonies, that production. I mean, everything about that song is just perfect. Hmm. And um, uh, every every time I, I, I hear that song, my 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 mind is blown. I, love I, I don't know if you know this, but that was the first Yes song recorded with a drum machine. <laughs> well, listen, I it, I love that song Sorry, so much. Alan. You could, yeah, I mean, you could give me some some crazy facts about that song that would that would uh, blow my mind, but it wouldn't sway the fact that the, the song stands by itself. But that is it, an it interesting is. fact. It, it mm. is it is absolutely brilliant. I agree with you, Tom, 100%. Nice. So I feel very strongly, just as you said, everything that you just said, Tom, I feel the same way about another song on 90125, which took the number 10 spot for me, and that is Hold On. Mm, hold On, really? Yes. I freaking love that song. So let's uh, let's take a quick look. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal the spreadsheet if I can remember how to share. Okay. Um, my screen here. So can you guys see this? Oh yes. All right. So uh, so here's how it's looking so far. And um, 
And so far, this is much more interesting than I thought it was going to be. This is great. So I, I want to note that I did put Siberian Katru here at number 10 on the Prague Magazine uh, voter list. That's where they put that because, Tom, you mentioned you have both of uh, Siberian Katru and, and Close to the Edge on your list. So I figured here's where uh, Siberian Katru ended up for the Prague Magazine readers. Where did it end up for you? Mine is at number three. Wow. I cannot wait to see what's at the top of this uh, reader's poll list. Because I can think of three choices, one of which is I'm afraid of, but I'm You're curious. afraid of? Yes. There, there's really nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> um, all right. So can, can we can – we, um, should we talk about Close to the Edge since that's that will round out the – Close to the Edge album? Uh, sure. Okay. I I put Close to the Edge at number three. Hmm, as did I. As did Ken. Wow. Wow, mine is at number two. I, oh, wow. Close to the Edge. Lots of typing happening here. Hold on. <laughs> so while you're, while you're typing, Paul, Ken says... Lordy, this is like the ultimate freak show national anthem. I mean, who doesn't take the blame for the crucifixion of her own domain? Makes perfect sense to me every time I hear it. How can Ken be so spontaneously funny? I, all the time? I don't know. <laughs> so Joe, me, and Ken had close to the edge at number three. Tom has it at number two. And the control group says? Numero uno. Really? I am impressed with the Prague Magazine readers. Right. So they have Close to the Edge at number one and And You and I at number two. And um, Tom, Close to the Edge number two, Siberian Katru number three. So basically – Where where is Siberian Katru on the the Prague list? uh, Top ten, number ten, number ten. So they've got – the entire Close to the Edge album is number one, number two, and number ten. Correct. That's amazing. All of us have at least one of the songs in, in the top three. Two of us have two of the songs in the top three. And one of us has two of the songs in the top four. Interesting. Okay. It, may be, it may be the best album of, I mean, I, of Yes. I, I Again, I think that's hard to argue. That would certainly have my vote. I mean, the thing about about close to the edge you know assuming that you're and i can't i don't know why you wouldn't be but assuming you're on board with with the song close to the edge and the long form thing there really isn't a down moment in there the other albums there's usually something that you know maybe disrupts the 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 intensity or flow or whatever but close to the edge is just it's as close to perfect a a record as you're going to get yeah agreed this on on a lot of lists close to the edge is voted you know one of the the top best prog albums of of all time it's on a lot of lists so i mean this is um close to the edge is kind of like i'm I'm not going to say it's in the genre of the wall because the wall was so commercially so much more commercially successful um but i mean close to the edge is at the top of its game really with I wonder if we could compare it to Dark Side of the Moon. Well, the thing is, Dark Side, I mean, 
I don't know if you can because it has dark side is so so much more commercially successful again i mean even more so than the wall now i mean maybe if you're not talking about monetary issues if you're just talking about standalone music and and how it stands in the world within the world of the band i might agree but i mean dark side is just a monster as far as just i mean that crossed over the borders of prog in a way that it was mainstream I mean, and you don't think of it. True. I mean, Close to the Edge really wasn't in that category. I mean, it was like king in the prog world, but it still wasn't, it didn't cross over in the same way. But I I, I don't know that we should, well, I, so I see what you're saying. But I mean, by that by that measure, you would have to compare 90125 to, to Dark Side, which I certainly would not do. Mm. That would be interesting. Yeah, I don't know if I would either. I don't know that that uh, commercial success should should. Well, I guess you have to consider it. It it does explain the cover of the issue that you have, however. Does it? Well, yeah. They I didn't even have, think of that. You're right. Yeah. It's got close to the edge on the cover. That's yeah. why. Because there's I mean, a great article with Roger Dean, by the way, in this um. Love in this Roger Dean. Prog magazine, yeah. I can't wait. My um, my frames are expected to come, I think, the end of this coming week, so I can hang my other Roger oh, Deans. I got to get on that frame website. All right. I am curious then, um, since it's it's not at the top and the – Readers of Prague Magazine have apparently um, very good ideas about this. Where, if anywhere, does one song roundabout show up? Ah, that is an excellent question. So the readers of Prague Magazine, in their top 40 list of yes songs, voted roundabout a strong number four. Interesting. Okay. I'll be totally upfront. It's not on my list. It's not that I don't care for it. I'm just kind of over it. But I, I think four makes sense to me. I'm good with that. It certainly makes you wonder if Steve Howe looks at that and says, maybe we don't need to play it every single time we play. <laughs> is, is, it, is it on your lists? It is not on my list. Mucho? It is not on my list either. I I really struggled with this one. I... I actually really put some thought into this song in particular. I I love it. Every time I hear Roundabout, I, I almost like hear it in a different way. It's just like there's I'm always like noticing something new that I hadn't heard before. But the thing is, I have heard it so many damn times. I mean, uh, Roundabout is one of those crossover songs that we, we grew up listening to, and it was on all the stations. It was on 93.3 WMMR. It was on 94 YSP. It was just like, it was just, it was like almost like a Zeppelin song, like Stairway to Heaven, that we just constantly hear. I still love it. And just because it's popular, it doesn't mean it's not good. So I definitely, it definitely deserves to be in a top 10 yes list. It, it definitely deserves to be up there. But my personal list, I just couldn't get it into the top 10 because I 
I just a little bit drained on it, but it, I mean, yeah. it is a magnificent song. It really is. Plus, plus you had to leave, you had to make room for leave it. So <laughs> you're, you're going to laugh <laughs> when you do, do something like that. <laughs> so, but I, I and, and I think that that's absolutely right, Tom, because again, when you talk about these quantifiable, you know, measures, it, it is, it's, it's a phenomenal song. It's just that I've heard it. Not only have I heard it too too often and too much, in the live version, it's one of those things that just gets naturally drawn out to the point where you want to beat yourself in the head. So um, that's that's my gig. But like I said, I I, I I'm very very comfortable with it being at uh, at number four. Our our compadre, Mr. Gregory, has it at the top of the list, number one. Wow. wow. He says, this song is amazing because I honestly can't sit in a chair very long. It feels so amazing to stand up and dance. Let's go, people. Show some love. Okay. <laughs> wow. The driving bass line. And the, that's awesome. Well, that's all, well, we have some representation from the yeah. palaver. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Very good. Did anybody have anything from Tormato on their list? I did not. Of course. What kind of question? You ask that question? Of course. I mean, let's let's get serious. I mean, you guys didn't. What's what? What made your list, Tom? Ken did. Okay. What did Ken have? What did Ken have? Ken had onward. Uh, What number? Number five. Number five. I had Onward at number seven. There you go. He says, I'm going to cry. Don't make me explain it. All right. I had Onward at number nine. Wow. Wow. I'm I'm surprised. Okay. Well, as much as I really, you know, I've come a little bit of ways with with Tremato, but as much as I really, you know, it's not – not a song. That particular song has always been one of my favorites. I will say, Tom, On the Silent Wings of Freedom was on my first pass list. Okay. Was there anything else from, from Tormato on anybody's? I was not expecting uh, uh, Onward from you, Tom. It was hard for me. I, I think I sort of wussed out. I really wanted to put a couple from Tormato. I'll just say it, it was difficult for me to only put one. There's an interesting phenomenon happening in the readers of Prague Magazine when it comes to Tormato. There are three songs from Tormato that made the list. Onward, Don't Kill the Whale, and On the Silent Wings of Freedom. And they occupy positions 29, 30, and 31. Wow. So they're all together. Isn't that That's crazy? That's amazing. Actually, the, it's, the order is 29 onward, 30 on the silent wings of freedom, freedom, and 31, don't kill the whale. Interesting. And then, and then just, just to let you know, number 32 was one that I, that I contemplated, Love Will Find a Way. Mm. And then uh, number 33 was Leave It for the Readers of Prague magazine. So there you go. 34 was Hold On. Um, and Joe, I'm curious, I'll ask it now, since I'm here at position number 35 on the yes, uh, top 40 of Prague, uh, magazine readers, 
did did endless dream permeate your top 28 it did not not okay. even close nothing <laughs> nothing off talk was was in my estimation it, well, I, you know i've listened to that album a lot i enjoy that album um I, I accept it for its quirks but i didn't think anything on that album was was mm. worthy of being in this top 10 conversation if we were doing a top 40 I probably would have gotten there, but top ten, no. So thirty-five doesn't doesn't offend you. No, I don't. I'm I'm, okay. I'm actually kind of surprised it's that high, to be honest with you. What about? Um, I'm curious. Actually, there's two songs that I'm curious about. One more so than the other. Um, but let's go with a more obvious choice. I'm I'm assuming this is going to be on everyone's list. Gates of Delirium. Hmm. It is on my list. It is on my list. It was not on my list. Came in. It's not on yours. And it's on Ken's list. Okay. It came in for me at number seven. Uh, Ken has it at number nine. I have it at number ten. Ken says, "I give this song a lot of flack, but the parts that work are pure magic." Okay, because I have one on Relayer at nine as well. Really? You guys are going to kill me. It, it's got to be Sound Chaser. It is Sound Chaser. <laughs> I like the cha-chas, man. I like the cha-chas. Sound Chaser at number nine. I love it. I, I'll, t- I'll tell you this, Tom, because I was thinking about this. When we recorded the episode on Relayer, which was probably a solid two calendar years ago, if we had to, if we had this episode then, I wouldn't be surprised if either Sound Chaser or To Be Over wound up on in consideration for the worst yes song. Mm. But um, I think we have all, and I, I, I speak for myself, but I think the rest of us, partly through our association with Total Mass Retain, but even just spending more time with with the music and understanding it, I think we've all come a very long way with regards to certainly Sound Chaser, if not both of those tracks. Not to spoil it, but To Be Over was in contention for worst track. Was it? Okay. Um, for me, because even despite all of the work that our good friends at Total Mass Retain have done to um, extol the virtues of the second half of Relayer, still not happening for me. However, I will say that the, the all three tracks from Relayer ended up in the top 40 list for the Yes. Wow, really? Prague readers. All, let's see here. Um, Gates of Delirium ended up at number eight. Okay. Right in the same, same area. Yep. So yep. you had it seven, Paul? I had it at seven, yes. So you had seven. Prague Magazine had it eight. Ken had it nine. And I had it ten. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And then Sound Chaser came in at number 20 on the, the Prague Readers. And then To Be Over, uh, a 25 slot wedged in between Tempest, Fugit, and Parallels. I'm, I have it on my list. I honestly don't know if it's on anyone else's or on the Prague list, but I'm curious. So I'm going to ask about Fly From Here. Ooh. Fly From Here nor any of its tracks made it to the Prague magazine readers top 40. And I, I'm sad to say it did not make my top 10 either. 
And, and I, I, like I said, I, I don't know that that surprises me. I was just curious. I remember when I sort of figured that album out and I, I literally listened to that album for probably like three weeks at it, at it, it just stayed in my car and I just listened to it constantly. And I just, I love it so much. Like I'll tell you nothing from drama made it onto my top 10 because I feel that fly from here perfectly encapsulates um, while it doesn't have Trevor singing on it, um, at least not the original version, which is what I'm actually more attached to. While I, I do think it encapsulates that the, that merging of of Steve Allen and and Chris and Jeff perfectly, I think it is the most pure manifestation of that magic. I thoroughly enjoy that record. Um, that you know, some of the the quacky guitar tones aside. Um, it, it is, I don't know what the right word to use. I don't want to say complex cause it doesn't have to be complex, but it is, I, I get, it is so repetitive in it's, in, in its approach. It, it's so neo prog in that way. If mm-hmm. I, and that's probably unfair for me to say, but it just sort of falls short as, as to all of their other works while, you know, I still love it and I don't disagree with what you just said, Joe. I don't know if I told you this. So when we were preparing for that episode, I think Joe, you, I think you may have loaded up the songs on on Dropbox for us so that we could listen to it because no have. one no one could get the damn CD. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone had it but me. Yeah, yeah. So you loaded it up, and I loaded it up onto SoundCloud because Dropbox. If you if if I sit there and listen to it, Dropbox every time a song ends, I got it like go to the next one yeah. and hit, hit it. And you know, that doesn't really work on a, on a an album like fly from here. So I loaded it up into SoundCloud and in order to avoid any kind of, you know, copyright types of things, I just loaded them up onto my SoundCloud page as like track one, track two, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. So there's really impossible to identify those as anything, Right. Two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, I I got a, a message from SoundCloud saying that they blocked, they took down one of my tracks because it was identified as a yes song from Fly From Here. One of them, but not all of them? Not all of them, just one of them. So I went ahead and took all of them down because I really wasn't listening to them anymore, but I was just amazed that somehow one of the bots found that I had a fly from here up on SoundCloud. That is funny. And annoying because you can't fucking get that album anywhere. You really can't. Um, hmm. Stunning. So anyway, for the sake of, of discussion, I put it at number six. Fly from here. Number six, Joe. Yep. Awesome. (laughs) Guys, I have this problem with fly from here. And ever since, you guys told me of the backstory. It sort of has bothered me. I try not to let drama or stories affect how I listen to something. But it really bothered me when I found out the lead singer has to leave the band for health reasons. Even though it was years later, they decided, oh, we're going to re-record the album. 
and just sort of forget that this guy existed and just re-record it. And it sort of was like, to me, it felt like they were kicking somebody when they're down. Like, because there was nothing wrong with that album. And so it's like, well, why re-record something? The singer put his heart into it. He did a great job to just go ahead and just re-record it and put another version out. I find it to be disrespectful. And I don't want to feel that way because I love Yes and I I don't like to have, you know, I know now we're talking about Pink Floyd and we try not to be too hard on Roger Waters because even though sometimes he kind of gets out of hand. But uh, we try to deal with the music as opposed to a lot of the things that hover around the music with like drama and the things like that. But it just bothered me. And so Hmm. it sort of stained my taste for Fly From Here a little bit. But I do agree with you. I do like the album. And it's an innovative album. It's it's yes with a with a twist with a, with a different singer and they, they 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 did a great job with it, and it would be certainly Fly From Here would be in, in the top half of my my album list if if we were you know going through the list because of the the solid music and the, and the and and the great songs, but it just pisses me off. I just don't know why <laughs> they would go through all that trouble to re-record it. Uh, and just sort of dismiss this guy and like for what reason and it just sort of bothers me so I just wanted to get that off my chest duly noted and yeah, I don't I, know that I disagree but yeah I, I I don't I mean I listen I'm constantly looking to to get the original because I'd like the original better than the than the return trip i i do really think it was more of a you know hey we've got our 50th anniversary coming up we really don't have anything and you know this would be the perfect thing we can have trevor come out on tour with us it would give us an album to sell maybe there was some business thing that we don't know about that precludes them from Selling the original one, so similar to the way like Toad the Wet Sprocket re-recorded all of their out al- their songs on on another uh, record, so that they could license it out. Maybe you know they wanted to be able to sell that the record, and they couldn't, so that that was the only way they could do it. I I don't know. I, I'm sure there was a good reason, but I you know I I'm with you, Tom. I, I I don't I think it was unnecessary, and I I don't necessarily think it it made it any better. And and it did not. No, no songs from Fly From Here showed up on Ken's list. So, yeah. listen. I'll just say this: that one of the best things about Progressive Palaver is, you know, in our in our review of Pink Floyd albums, is I I now fucking love Roger Waters. <laughs> yes, he's angry. Yes, the final cut is an absolute debacle, and it's because of him. But wow! But you know, it, it absolute debacle. It really. I, 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 I freaking <laughs> love the guy. I love the guy. Today, when I when I watched his video of him and his band doing uh, Mother on uh, on Instagram, I fucking loved it. And at the end, it was so funny. Everyone was cutting out, and he like stayed on. He's like, "I'm not ending my video. I've come full circle." Great. All right, where do we go next, Paul? All right, well, I think it's time. I'm going to share, and I think it's time for us individually here. Wait, to round out 
our, our our bottom of the list. Okay. Because um, we're getting there. Okay. Well, I can tell you that that my number nine may be a bit of a shock. Hmm. Unexpected. Okay. My number nine is turn of the century. Why is that a shock? Because before we did our episode on that, I would have never, ever thought to put that song on this list. But I, I just I'm so in love with that song now. It's so ethereally beautiful. It's ridiculous. Uh, I, you know, you know, I'm so with you on that. I had it at number eight. I had it at number eight. I love it. That's awesome, Joe. How about Ken's number 10? Ken's number 10 is a bit, a bit of a surprise if you know Ken, and that is Starship Trooper. <laughs> Ken says, I swear I never need to hear Starship Trooper ever again. But then the arpeggios jump right in my face and beckon me inward. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I love it. See, it all comes to the reckoning when we start ranking things. Tom? My 10 uh, is going to have some controversy. I I, I just imagine uh, <laughs> getting some some comments on the social media on this. I, but I, I ha- Before I say this, I, I just want to say this is my list of just personal yes songs. Just from where I come from musically and sort of my commercial sensibilities. Love Will Find a Way is at my 10. I, I love that. Love that it's a song. great song. And it, I mean, it's just this again, kind of like leave it. It's sort of like just in, in my sort of jaded world, it's the perfect pop rock song. It just it's innovative. It has great hooks, great harmonies, and it's just... I remember when that first came on the radio uh, and I was driving around in my Trans Am and I'm just like, I'm just like loving it. I'm just like, uh, I got the windows open. I'm just, the, the, the radio's blaring. Um, and that song has always stuck with me. And still to this day, every time I hear that song, it just brings me back to that time. And it makes me feel just as good now as it did when it came out. I fucking love it. Like I said, I I contemplated that one a bit for the, very very much the same reasons that you just described, Tom. So I'm glad that it made it on to somebody's uh, top ten. That's awesome. How about number eight, Tom? Well, uh, speaking of which, uh, Joe, um, it's uh, something off a of drama, and it's Tempest. Tempest Fuji. Tempest Fuji. That to me. Tempest is, it, it, it feels like a classic Yes song. I mean, I'm just really surprised every time I hear uh, a lot of the things off of drama. I mean, we've talked about this before, this being a new band, the controversy of the new band, where they, um, the two new players came from and all that. I'm not going to rehash all that, but just the newness of this band and, and how it formed. I'm amazed that it sounds every bit as classic as anything from the classic Yes era. Love it. Sweet. All right. So I put in that the Prague Magazine poll had I've seen all good people in at number nine. Fascinating. Now, I think that is one of the more obvious, like 
if you were going to do a magazine poll, you I would expect to see I've seen all good people in the top 10 for sure. So I am um, I'm curious if that or if I so two things. I'm curious to if I've seen all good people made it in anywhere or if Tempest Fugit made anyone else's list. All, all good people did make my list. Okay, so that's that's part one of the question. So, which uh, which where'd you get that? Number five. Number five. I mean, it is in that realm of roundabout where it's still played a lot, and it, but it, it's sort of like it goes into that. You know, when we were talking about Rush, and we start talking about Tom Sawyer. A lot of us didn't almost didn't want to talk about Tom Sawyer because I mean it's it's been it was in <laughs> in our brains since we you know were first listening to music we're first recognizing music um, so yeah but the thing is it just has something that I guess maybe it's the harmonies or, or something about it mm. that kept it fresh a little bit fresher than Roundabout is one better than the other I mean God they're both amazing. But it somehow, even though it sort of crosses over into that sort of classic rock genre, it's anything but that. In my head, it keeps it fresh enough to just keep it in the top 10. I love it. I, I, I love it. That's awesome. It is not on my list, nor is it on Ken's list. Not on my list, and neither is Tempest Fugit, for that matter. Tempest Fugit is also not on my list, nor on Ken's list. Okay. Now... We're getting somewhere. I suggest we now round out the middle section okay. of our of our lists. Five, six, and seven uh, were pretty good in this area. So let's start with Tom. Tom, uh, number six for you. What do you got there? Heart of the Sunrise. Oh, very nice. Mm. Heart of the Sunrise uh, came in. I'm just going to put it in. It came in at Prague Magazine, readers. Number three. Number three. All right. That was one of the... I, that was one of the options I had for number one. I was thinking it was going to be either close to the edge, heart of the sunrise, or roundabout. I didn't know which one. Wow. And and meanwhile, roundabout <laughs> just got cast out from the whole crew. <laughs> <laughs> except for Ken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for Ken. All right, nice. Okay, so number seven for Prague magazine readers. Ah. Oh, Yours gonna, is no disgrace. Okay. Okay. Go. Yeah. What's your, what's your number five? My number five is yours is no disgrace. Boom. Look at that. Kenny G has a lot of work to do here. I, I was just going to say Kenny G has yours is no disgrace at number seven. Yeah. So we, you know, we're rounding out the uh, big ones here. I'll just go ahead and tell you that yours is no disgrace is number two for me. Okay, cool. Because um, over the, over the years, the fun thing about that song over the years, that song has just gotten has gotten incredible to me. It just gets better and better. And then Ken's number six. Ken's number six is America. I was wondering if anyone would have that. That's amazing. All right. He says, I know it's a cover, but the Fox After Breakfast performance is legendary. I just about die when Total Mass Retain does this. Actually, John Davison has a very innocent delivery here that just breaks me up. What's your number four? It is Heart of the Sunrise. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Heart of the Sunrise came in at number one for me. Okay. That doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, it's hard to pick the number one song 
and obviously awaken close to the edge even gates of delirium was was in the running but i i I just cannot get away with the impact that that song has had on my life overall. I think about listening to it in Vic's basement. I think about listening to it at senior week, literally on the beach at sunrise. I think about uh, all the times in college I listen to it. And I think about every single time I get and set up for a gig that I basically just play the opening, you know, the, the bass solo part to just kind of make, you know, get my sound checked and everything. So it's sweet. I love it. It's just a part of me. So number one. Yeah. And, and, and that makes perfect sense. And I'm not at all surprised. Uh, for me, number five is starship trooper. Okay. You know, I, 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 I was conflicted about Starship Trooper. Obviously, it was in consideration for this list, but ultimately, I decided to not put it on there. So, so Ken has two spots, and we're not going to guess them. So, why don't we why don't we finish out the Prog Magazine list first? What do they have at number five? So sure. So number five for Prog Magazine is Starship Trooper. Oh well, there you go. That yeah. that fits in well. I feel like the Prog Magazine list. I, I mean, I think it's just about as obvious as you can get. You got all the classics. You know, really, there is, from, from there the is no song. Well, there's okay. Awaken is the last song at 1977. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on that list. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, in the top 40, they're all over the place, right? They even have Homeward, Homeworld in at number 38. So there. That was you on know. my list of 28. So I'm I'm on board. It was it was in the in the mix for me and 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 uh, yes. Yeah. So, so Ken has two slots, and you said we won't be able to guess either one of them. I do not think you'll be able to guess either one of them. I, I the gauntlet's been thrown down yet. I I hesitate to even make a guess. <laughs> Number four, and and I thought about this. Does it really happen? Oh. Drama is peak Alan and peak Chris. I find new patterns in the rhythms and lyrics every time I listen. The message is a bit sinister, but overwhelmingly positive. Uh, quote, slips away like running water, end quote. Huh. I feel good that I'm not, I'm not alone in uh, having a song from drama in here. Nice. No. And, I mean, it, it, it is a killer freaking song, no doubt about it. I'll, I'll tell you, on my list of 28... Um, representing drama is actually Machine Messiah. And number two, drum roll, please, ladies and gentlemen. Run with the Fox. Come on. He just put that on there to be fun. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, perhaps so when he says, I can't remember the last time that I ran with the Fox, but maybe after this COVID thing, I'll have an, an opportunity. I'd be honored. Kenny G. So there you go. Wow. All right. Well, it's you know, it's certainly legitimate. Kind. It's sort of the anomaly yeah. of the list. <laughs> All right. So I I think this was fun. This was a this was a great great exercise. I love it. It was. We do still have the worst song to cover, though. We do still have the worst song. Who wants to go first? And and can I say when we talk about rules, I'm assuming. The bullshit throwaway track known as, quote-unquote, The Source, 
that is strapped onto the end of Open Your Eyes was out of contention for this because oh. it's not a real fucking thing. Yes, the associated bullshit is not. <laughs> I, I did not consider that in in my comp- compilation of the worst candidates. And as as did I. So so in, in contention for the worst yes song in my opinion was the aforementioned To Be Over, Circus of Heaven, mm. Teak Bois, mm-hmm. and most of the Union album. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I have a note. Paul, I shit you not. I have a note <laughs> in Microsoft that says anything on Union for the worst <laughs> song. <laughs> Very good. Well, we're not alone there. And, you know, it strikes me. I don't think anything from Union ended up on the top 40 list of, I'm just checking to be sure, possibly one of those Trevor songs did. Even then, I'd be a little bit surprised. Although, yeah. Endless no, Dream made did. it, so... Nothing made it. Nothing made it on the top forty from Union. So okay. I don't know why I put uh, Tikba on my paper here because it is a ter- it's not a great song, but it does have lyrics that I super duper love in the one section. Uh, so I'm changing on the fly. My worst track is Circus of Heaven. Okay. And which album is that? Tormato. Tormato. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. And and it's funny you should say that, Paul, because on my list of of consideration, I had Teakbois, Circus of Heaven, Man in the Moon from Open Your Eyes. (laughs) Open Your Eyes. (laughs) I, I, I spent more time listening to songs for this part of the list (laughs) than I did for the the good part of the list. Oh, that's torture. Sure. Torture. Um, and 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 the fourth one that was on my list that I listened to, and upon listen, I'm like, I can't put it on here, was also from Tormato, which was Arriving UFO. Uh-huh. Arriving UFO and Circus of Heaven, from a subject matter standpoint, in my opinion, Tom, are equally stupid. However, <laughs> musically, Arriving UFO does have some, some things that redeem it. Um, Circus of Heaven, not so much, but for me... I think Teakbois gets the steaming dog pile emoji here. Mm. Teakbois definitely deserves it. I can, I'll agree with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, how about you, Tom? I just have a real beef with Union. I went through that whole album today again, and I'll try to keep things upbeat because I know we're only keeping this to <laughs> like one song. I know originally we didn't want to like because we all think the world yes and re- the reason why we're only doing yeah. one song is because we keep it a positive but union to me is just a real shit show and uh <laughs> you know if you and it's just not it's not just me all the players on it if you all the interviews and they had problems with it and the studio musicians they brought in to uh, to, to redo the hal and wakeman stuff is just uh, you know blasphemous just all the gang vocals. It's just a heartless, soulless album. So I really had to put something from Union on here because as a statement, I just I just always had a real problem with the album. And, 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 so, and so what song I went represents that? I went through it and just the, the song that just is, is, is exceptionally hideous uh, is a song called Dangerous. 
toward the, <laughs> the toward the end of the album. I mean, <laughs> I mean that was just like what the hell. I mean, I mean, you know what it, it reminded me of? It reminded me of if Farner would have put out like a B side album, Dangerous would be on it. Like Dangerous is a B side oh, Farner song. Uh, it, wow. it's a, that's what I put for my worst. I love it. Fascinating. That is great. I can't. I can't even argue with you. Yep. No debate here. Okay, so let's have a little debate because Kenny G list as the worst yes song i'm running Mm. he says i absolutely loved this song until i put it in my running playlist the title should not be taken literally i slowed down i'm lucky i didn't fall now you know again i i think i'm running perhaps has some shortcomings in terms of execution but i don't think it's fundamentally rotten to the core um certainly not in the in the order of Dangerous or Tikbois or Circus of Heaven or, in fact, Man in the Moon. I, I agree with that. I, I mean, it, it's, it's certainly in contention for the, the worst song on Big Generator, but not in the whole entire catalog. I'm with you. Yeah, this was, this was great, Paul. Thanks. I'd like to point out one thing that I came across while I was listening to this. Now, I was... One of the things that I found out while I was doing this is, for some reason, Magnification is not on Spotify. And I was listening to Magnification because I want there was one or two songs in there that I wanted to put on my my good list. So I had to listen to it. So I had to get up and find the CD and, and actually play it. And then afterwards, so immediately after that, because um, I, I had figured out what I wanted, so I went and I actually turned off Magnification. And immediately after that, I went into Open Your Eyes for the second part of the list. There's a track on Open Your Eyes from the balcony, which essentially is soft as a dove from magnification. So, yes, rip themselves off. I just want to point that out. I feel like I remember us talking about that when we did one or both of those uh, episodes. I I don't remember anything, so we may very well have discussed it, and I just discovered it all again. I'm kind of like Memento in that way, so... (laughs) It's definitely better in magnification. Yes. Uh, definitely better than in Open Your Eyes. I really grew a, a special relationship with magnification over the, the last year or so. And there was a point where I listened to it like every night for almost like a month straight. And I wanted to put something on the top 10 from magnification. The thing is, as an album... I love it. I love the sound because I love what they do with the orchestration and it it just really works. They did a great job with it, but there isn't like one song that's like, Oh, it just gets me. You know, there's this, it it doesn't have that one song that, um, get your heartstrings where you're like, okay, this is part of my life now, but it's just, it is a really solid album and, and definitely magnification would be in my top half. Yeah, and it's funny, Tom, because I had um, in my original version of this list, because I went back and I listened, and I, I I chose "Spirit of Survival" off Magnification as sort of representing yesness, if that's a an appropriate phrase. But ultimately, when you the the fact that you have the orchestra playing such a large part, and, and when you put it up against these other you know full band works. It just became increasingly difficult to keep it there, and it just kept kind of moving down the list. Agreed. 
this was this was quite uh, quite the exercise. And like I said, putting together a list of the top ten yes songs was surprisingly difficult. Um, you know, I I put way more effort into this than I really would have anticipated. So cool, excellent idea, Paul. Thank you. Yes. Well, thanks to all of the readers of Prog Magazine for um, giving us the inspiration to uh, to do it. Gentlemen, I will thank you for again spending another Sunday evening. Uh, chatting progressive music here on the uh, on the palaver as we do and uh, look forward to whatever we have cooking up in the future all kinds of good stuff tom you've got an, uh, an idea potentially for next week and uh, we have some other things that are on the uh, the burner for this coming week very very busy week for the palaver so That's thank it. you gentlemen this episode of progressive palaver as always we've enjoyed sharing the conversation with you and we look forward to your thoughts comments questions and feedback what's on your top 10 list of yes songs or what's your worst yes song you can let us know on twitter instagram or facebook you can find us there on at progpala or search for progressive palaver you can email us our email address is progpala at gmail.com Progressive Palaver is available for subscription and download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, at some point Pandora, or presumably wherever you find your podcast. And we are, as always, hosted on SoundCloud. So until next time, thanks for listening. was a great uh, 20, 24 hours, right? Because yeah. we woke up the next morning and Because that, that, was, that was why we had all the trouble at the border, because the woman's like, you're staying how long? That's <laughs> right. What? She's like, who are you saying? We're like, Marillion. She's like, who? Who?